Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful that you've tuned in all week. Uh, we've had a blast uh, every every morning uh, at 11.15 to 11.30 on this radio station. I'm so grateful that you tune in wherever you are, whether you're in your car, at the job, home, uh, traveling. Uh, so grateful. Or listening to the podcast as well. Uh We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, uh, and I love talking about the Holy Spirit. And all week we've been talking about why would God pour out His Holy Spirit on people like me and you? Uh, and uh, we could talk for days, and we may just extend this through next week. Uh, but bottom line is, God pours out His Holy Spirit for a variety of reasons. We were talking about so we can receive the the gospel with deep conviction. That's how we ended the show yesterday. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 says, Because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. This is, this is such a critical thing and a danger that I see in the church today. Uh, I see this a lot in the megachurches. And I can say this because I worked in the megachurch world uh, for almost 15 years. Uh, in Colorado, and Illinois, and California. I'm not going to name the churches or, or the pastors, uh, but one common thread that I, that I, that I saw uh, that deeply disturbed me uh, was this, was that they would present the gospel, and they made the gospel look really, really good. They said all the right things. They would say things like, you need saving. You need to get saved. You need to be born again. You need saving from yourself. And here's how you can be saved. Here's how you can make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. The book of Romans says if you confess with your mouth and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you really say it with your mouth and you really believe it in your heart and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you'll be saved. That's what Scripture says. He says, and then they go to Ephesians 2.8. He says, you're saved by faith through grace, not by works, so that no one can boast. This is not from yourself. This is all from Jesus Christ. So by faith, you can be saved. Just trust in Jesus Christ and just say a prayer saying, Jesus, I need you. I need you into my life. Come into my life and, and then get baptized uh, because that's the very next thing that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go public with our faith of an inward decision that we made to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. God will write your name in heaven's book. You'll be saved. No one can ever take that away from you because Jesus has never lost a person and you'll never have to worry about your salvation ever again. And if you just say this prayer with me and you'll be saved and get baptized, you don't have anything to worry about. You are a child of King. You are a child of the one true King and you are saved. And now... You can celebrate that because all of heaven is celebrating with you. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Right? But maybe someone's listening right now. So I'll do that. I'll give my life to Jesus Christ. But there was one essential key part to having a real salvation experience missing in that presentation. You know what it was? Repentance. The turning of your sins from your sins and turning to Jesus Christ and really repenting, really being sorry for your sins, really knowing 
that you're a sinner and that you don't need saving from yourself. You need saving from your sins. So when someone tells you you need saving from yourself, don't listen to that. You need saving from your sins because it's your sins that you're going to be judged on. And Jesus Christ is the only judge and jury for your sins. Now, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you're going to be judged by the law for your sins and you're already condemned by the law. Because no one can meet the standard of the law. And because of the law, the Bible said, you break one, you break them all. So, so a lot of people think, well, I'll just be good. And maybe I'm not as bad as others. And God will show, God will pour out his grace upon me. I mean, it's people even in the church of Jesus Christ, the mega churches that believe that. Matter of fact, they don't even believe in hell. They believe that even if there is a hell, God's going to rescue you someday and restore you from the pit of hell, even if there is a place called hell, because God's a God of love and grace, and, and, and he loves everyone. And Jesus Christ died on the cross for everyone. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life. The problem is they don't understand what really believe really means, because the devil believes in God. He's not saved. He's not going to heaven, is he? I don't think so. I know so. And so we have to understand what believing means. Believing means repenting, believing, trusting, clinging, relying on, and living a life from him, turning from your old life and turning to him. So when we say one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit comes upon us so that we would receive the gospel with a deep conviction, that's what the Apostle Paul was talking about. When he said, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. Another reason why in a lot of these churches, these mega churches, where they don't preach repentance, they don't preach the Holy Spirit. So there's no Holy Spirit conviction convicting people to repent because they're not preaching that from the pulpit. And so that's that's really, that's, that's dangerous. And so one of the questions you have to ask is, what must I do to be saved? Repent, turn, repent, and trust in Jesus Christ to forgive you of all of your sins, and then live a life for him, doing your best to live for the glory of God. So, another reason why uh, God wants to pour out his Holy Spirit on us is for this reason I'm talking about, so that your faith would not trust in men, but in God. I, I Even, listen, I hope that what I preach is the word of God. But I make mistakes. I, I'm a broken person. And I, I can't be perfect like the word of God. I wish everyone were like this group of people that there were in the book of Acts. There was this group of people called the Bereans. I'm not talking about people in Berea down past Rich, Richmond going on I-75 to London, uh, right past Bucky's. I'm talking about a group of people called the Bereans in the Bible, in the book of Acts, where wherever the apostle, whenever the apostle Paul preached, they would go back and go to the word of God and see if it lined up with scripture. They would spend, they, they devoted themselves to making sure that whatever they heard, it lined up with the word of God. And so now God pours out his spirit on us. So, so that our faith would not trust in men, but in God, I love, I've got great preachers that I trust and rely on, but I only trust in one person, on actually three, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Those are the three that I really trust. I have great friends, Jim Simbler, pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, but my trust is in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love what Carter Conlon, uh, former lead pastor of Times Square Church, Tony Evans, uh, Charles Stanley. I can I can go on and on about pastors that have influenced my life that I have great respect for. Uh, but again, my trust is not in those pastors. My trust is in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. And so um, that's, and even the way I, I speak, uh, I sort of try and model what the Apostle Paul uh, said when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 2. He said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith may, might not rest on men's, but on God's power. That's the way I preach. I mean, I, I, I didn't go to uh, seminary. I didn't go to Bible school, Bible college. I've just been walking with Jesus since the first day I got saved 25 plus years ago. And God called me to be a pastor. I didn't get trained to be a pastor. People tried to train me to be a communicator, but not a pastor. See, you can't train someone to be a pastor. You can train someone to be a communicator, and you can train someone to, 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 to preach what people's itching ears want to hear and to teach them how to, how to preach a five-point sermon with a, with a start, a joke in the middle, and a closing at the end, but you can't, you can't teach people uh, how to be a preacher. Uh, and that, has, that can only come through the power of the Holy Spirit. That can only come by the Holy Spirit burning God's word in your heart. And then out of the overflow, people see that you, that you are presenting God's word with conviction and power so that God's word will not come back void. And, and, God, and God will watch over his word to perform over it. That's what I believe. I believe it's God's job to watch over his word and to make sure God's word doesn't come back void. I can't do that for anyone. I can't, I can't force anyone to receive God's word. I can only pray that God would expand their minds and hearts to receive it with deep conviction. That's why all this stuff is important. Here's another reason why God pours out his Holy Spirit. And we, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can end with this one. Maybe one more. Apart from the Holy Spirit and his power, you'll never be free. You'll never be free of whatever it is that keeps you stuck. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is, is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, Holy Spirit, there is freedom. You'll, you'll never find freedom until the Holy Spirit sets you free, until the power of God comes upon you. The power of God sets you free. I can tell you today that Bill Reeser never found freedom until the power of God came upon me until the power of God destroyed every yoke of bondage in me and set me free. And I want to tell you that freedom is available. That strongholds can be pulled down. Chains can be broken. I'm telling you that when the Son of God sets you free, you are free indeed. Now, how does the Son of God set us free if the Son of God is in heaven? Through His Holy Spirit. See, there's three but separate, and they're all working together. They're praying for the perfect will of God for our lives. Holy Spirit's praying for us. Jesus is praying for us. The Father's listening. They're fighting for us. They're battling for us. They're protecting us. They're revealing things to us. I mean, they're giving us so much because they want us to live the abundant life that Jesus Christ died for. So I want to tell you today, 
You'll never find freedom until you get into the presence of God and have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, the Father, Jesus, and the Word of God. And the last thing I want to say is one of the one of the reasons why God pours out His Holy Spirit on us is that we can be confident that what the Holy Spirit starts, He will finish. See, when I know that God pours out pours something into my life or comes upon me, or I I hear His voice, or God quickens my body and does something miraculous, or I get filled with this Holy Spirit again and again and again. I know that whatever God starts, he's going to finish. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And then good news. You see, self-help doesn't work. Willpower doesn't work. It is God giving us, you ready for this, the will and the power that works through his Holy Spirit. No one, I mean no one, has the power and grace to live out God's plan for our lives without the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to honor the Holy Spirit as the third person, not the third wheel of the Trinity. If you treat him like a third wheel, you're going to miss out on the power that comes with having a relationship with the creator of the universe who lives in you. So let me ask you today, as we wrap up the Encounter Radio Show, do you need a fresh feeling today of the Holy Spirit? Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone listening that you fill them with your Holy Spirit fresh and anew, fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh power, fresh grace. Baptize them in your love and your Holy Spirit and set them free in Jesus' name. Amen.